What is up, my sunlight samurais, my andronauts, you alpha energy males. In this video, we're going to talk about free testosterone with age, and I'm going to show you why it actually decreases and why you don't necessarily want to put too much weight on your free testosterone, right? So there's many things at play here, so be sure to stick to the end. All right, so this is the article that I wrote. Link will be in the description if you want to check the graphs, check the links, check whatever, read more in detail. All right, so uh, interestingly, um, total testosterone doesn't necessarily decrease with age if you look after yourself, right? You stay healthy, you do the right stuff, your testosterone, total testosterone should stay more or less the same, right? But uh, free testosterone, interestingly, tends to decline with age. So let's say, you know the statistic that testosterone tends to decrease by about 1% per year after the age of 30 or 35, right? Then you have free testosterone is declining at a rate of 2 to 3% per year. So it's much faster than a decline in testosterone. So let's say your testosterone doesn't decline. You might still expect that your free testosterone is going to decline by age. Let's say it's 1% instead of 2 or 3%. So even if you look after yourself, you might still expect a decrease in free testosterone. I'm going to show you what you can do about it. And one of the reasons why this um, free testosterone might drop is sex hormone binding globulin goes up with ISO. Sex hormone binding, glo glo <laughs> sex hormone binding globulin goes up, free testosterone goes down. So let me just show you a few. Um, anyway, before we jump into that, so what is free testosterone, right? So free testosterone is the free fraction. So your testosterone is being bound by carrier proteins like albumin, sex hormone binding globulin, and two other transport proteins as well. But sex hormone binding globulin albumin makes up the the biggest, uh, the, the largest amount of binding proteins to testosterone. And then the amount of testosterone that's not bound to these proteins is considered free testosterone. But free testosterone is calculated. It's not directly measured because um, it's more expensive to measure the free testosterone. And so the standard, if you go to a regular lab and you test your free testosterone, it tends to be very inaccurate. So they have to do a specific test and so it's not widely available and it's much more expensive to actually directly test your free testosterone. So what they do is they check your sex and binding globulin, total testosterone, and then sometimes they assume your albumin and then they calculate your free testosterone. So this is why some people can actually have normal free testosterone or high free testosterone, but they have all of the symptoms of hypogonadism, right? Because it's a calculation. It's not actually what's going on in the body. But anyway, that's what's considered to be the free form of testosterone, things that's not being bound to the transport proteins, right? But there's four reasons why free testosterone doesn't necessarily matter, right? So albumin only binds loosely to, to testosterone, and that's why um, you have albumin-bound testosterone. It's still considered a bioavailable testosterone. So you have this difference between free testosterone, and then you also have bioavailable testosterone. So albumin-bound testosterone is considered a bioavailable testosterone. And then three other reasons is sex hormone, sex hormone binding globulin, <laughs> sex hormone binding globulin bound testosterone can still be taken up by cells by megalin to exert its actions. Sex hormone binding globulin has a binding affinity, and that affinity can change, right? So it's a few factors that bind to the affinity, which means that you could have super high sex hormone binding globulin, but it doesn't bind potently to your testosterone. Right, so your free testosterone can be much more, but because the, the calculation doesn't take into account the binding affinity, 
they um, will misjudge the amount of free testosterone that you can actually have. Number four is that sexual binding globulin can have different half-lives. So in hypothyroidism, for example, the half-life of sexual binding globulin is much longer. And like the more hyperthyroid you become, the, the half-life becomes much shorter. And so in hypothyroidism, the production of sexual binding globulin is low, but the half-life is long. In hyperthyroidism, the production is high, but the half-life is short. So there's many things to take into consideration when it comes to free testosterone, and that's why the calculation can be relatively inaccurate, right? So um, let's say, why does it still matter, right? So I'm just like said, like, it doesn't matter, but it actually still does matter. Because when, even when they do calculate free testosterone, most of the time, it still correlates with uh, beneficial outcomes, right? So bone mineral density, muscle mass, muscle strength, cognitive health in general, mood, uh, lower risk of various, various diseases, including cancers, all-cause mortality. Right, so you still want a healthy amount of free testosterone. But there's some nuance there because obese individuals have low sex on binding globulin, high, normal to high free testosterone, and oftentimes that's correlated with fatty liver. So just because you have high free testosterone doesn't mean it's a good thing if it's induced by something pathological. And so this is where, so let's look about uh, the bioavailable testosterone. Again, they have a calculated bioavailable testosterone or they have an assayed um, bioavailable testosterone. So the assay is they actually directly test how much testosterone is bioavailable. The calculated one is more or less similar to the one that calculated the free testosterone. As they, they have found that there could be like a 2x difference between the calculated and actually assayed bioavailable testosterone. And so bioavailable testosterone matters, but if you calculate it, it can be inaccurate. But apart from all of that, right, if uh, the calculation calculated free testosterone some studies do show that it's still relatively a good marker. So still get it tested, still find out what your free testosterone is like, because in most cases it can be beneficial to have a look at that, even if it's not necessarily the most accurate. All right, so let's look at free testosterone by age. Here's a study in China. You will see that sex and binding globulin goes up with age, free testosterone, at least the calculated free testosterone went down, and the LH goes up. So it is interesting because they found in this exact same study that testosterone, total testosterone remained the same, but then free testosterone went down and then LH went up. So LH goes up to compensate for the drop in um, the free testosterone. So you, your, your body helps to produce more testosterone. So oftentimes, um, people, that the, the older they get, they tend to get testicular failure. And so LH goes up, you will see a high LH to testosterone ratio. So the LH goes up to signal the test is to at least maintain your testicular function and maintain the testosterone. But then still free testosterone can decline. So here was a study in Baltimore, again, finding that bioavailable testosterone drops, sexual binding globulin goes up with age. Here was a study in Australia, and they found, again, that sexual binding globulin goes up, calculated free testosterone goes uh, down with age. So why is it going down? There's four main reasons why free testosterone will go down with age. Number one is people are generally not eating enough calories. So you will typically see the older someone gets, their appetite tends to go away and they tend to eat less. And so when you eat less, you have less energy available to create testosterone. This is the kind of like energy equation, less energy out. The body doesn't have enough energy to create testosterone. Number two is older individuals don't eat enough protein. And the reason why protein is important is because 
protein-rich foods, like the animal foods, like eggs, dairy, meat, and whatnot, is extremely rich in micronutrients that helps to increase your testosterone. And so red meat specifically can be relatively hard to digest. And if, as someone that gets older, their digestion gets worse and worse and worse, and they tend to avoid, especially red meat and protein in general. So protein consumption goes down, micronutrient intake goes down, and they don't have enough micronutrients to produce testosterone or to keep free testosterone high. Reason number three, as I just mentioned, nutritional deficiencies. They don't eat enough of these micronutrient-rich foods, which is mostly found in animal foods, and they tend to get nutritional deficiencies. And the fourth one, and I think this is overlooked by a lot of people, is the adrenal insufficiency. So similar to free testosterone, so as I mentioned above, free testosterone tends to drop by 2 to 3% per year with age. And this drop coincides with a very rapid drop in DHEA. So the DHEA is produced in the adrenal. So DHEA in its sulfate form, DHEA sulfate, drops by 3.1 and 2.3% respectively per year. So the drop in DHEA and DHEA sulfate is almost linear to the drop in free testosterone, which is interesting, right? And so why is this important? So when you look at testosterone and DHT, that only indicates your testicular hormone production. But the adrenal glands also produce a bunch of hormones, DHEA, androsterone, androstenedione, all of like the backdoor pathway to creating DHT. And that can account to up to 50% of total androgens in men between the age of 40 and 80. So as adrenal function goes down and down and down and down, DHA goes down and that androgen pool goes down. So you have an androgen pool. So 50% is produced by the testes, like 50 to 70%, and then 50, uh, 30 to 50% is produced by the adrenal glands. So as the adrenal glands goes down, the function, the total androgen pool will shrink because of less androgens being available. Now, the thing is, those adrenal steroids also bind to sex hormone globulin. So DHEA, androsterone, androstenedione, androstenediol, there's so many of these steroids that also bind to sex hormone globulin. So as they drop, you have more sex hormone globulin to bind to testosterone and DHT. So that's why free testosterone goes down. It's because DHA goes down. So this study was really interesting because they looked at um, a kind of like in vitro setup where they had the cell cultures, they had um, sexual binding globulin, they added DHEA, and then they added androstenediol. So both of those are adrenal steroids. And then the combination of DHEA and androstenediol massively increased free testosterone. But they were only able to see this by directly measuring for it, right? They were calculating the bioavailable testosterone, they were measuring it. And so this is why the adrenal steroids are so important. So let's look at the graph. Here you can see with age, you will see testosterone remains more or less the same. You will see DHT remains more or less the same. But you will see bioavailable testosterone drops almost in conjunction as 5-dial, which is androstenediol, drops, right? And there's another graph here that you can see that pregnenolone, progesterone more or less remains the same. You will see that androstenediol drops with age, androstenedione drops with age, and DHEA, massive drops here with age. Androsterone, which is produced from DHEA, drops with age, despite DHT remaining more or less the same. So it shows you with age, you have these massive drops in the adrenal steroids, and that basically reduces your bioavailable testosterone. And so one of the best ways to just to restore your DHEA levels with age is to take DHEA. You can use it orally or topically, but I prefer like a topical because it will dysmorphize alpha reductase of the skin, so it will help to enhance the 5-alpha-reduced steroids like androsterone, androstenediol, etc., 
that in synergy with DHEA binds to sex and binding globulin and it will increase your free testosterone. So if you look at studies, you will not necessarily see that these steroids lower sex and binding globulin, but they still increase free testosterone that's been measured, not calculated, measured, because it displaced testosterone from binding to sex and binding globulin. Fascinating, right? I told you guys you should wait till the end. So this is like majorly overlooked by people and you need to keep your DHEA high. And almost all people that's older, you will see low levels of DHEA and therefore low levels of free testosterone. Now on the flip side, some people get a decrease in sex and winding globulin as they age, not an increase, right? And this is predominantly due to excessive weight gain and obesity, diabetes and hyperinsulinemia, and fatty liver. Those three things contribute to a decrease in sex and winding globulin. So sex hormone binding globulin is produced in the liver. So anything that taxes and damages the liver will probably lower sex hormone binding globulin production. So as you optimize your insulin sensitivity, make your liver lean again, you will see that your sex hormone binding globulin goes up. You will also probably see that your total testosterone is going up, up as a result as well. And so the test that you want to do to check for your, how insulin sensitive you are would be cholesterol, triglycerides, fasting glucose, fasting insulin, C-peptide, and HbA1c. And to check for your liver, you want to check at ALT, AST, and GGT. So these are just liver enzymes, but you can also do an ultrasound. Go to the doctor, they will do an ultrasound of the liver, and that will can also give you an idea of how fatty your liver really is. All right, so um, I do like, in summary, if you want to look at, um, get a better idea for free testosterone, right? So, Again, when you calculate free testosterone, it's not going to show you the actual number of how free your testosterone really is because it's calculated. It doesn't take into consideration all of these adrenal steroids. So you can do a Dutch test. A Dutch test is a dried urinary test that will look at these many of the other steroids as well, not just the testicular ones. And that can give you a better idea of the total testicular, uh, not testicular, the total androgen pool. So that will give you a better idea of how androgenic you are. Also, it gives you... Um, insight into your cortisol metabolites, your estrogen metabolites, and whatnot. So the Dutch test can be extremely insightful in this regard. Also the 5-beta and 5-alpha ratio, which is very interesting. But if you want to do a Dutch test, you can look, sorry, if you want to do a blood test, then you look at your total testosterone, DHEA, DHEA sulfate, DHT, sexual binding globulin, fasting insulin and C-peptide and albumin. So doing all of these tests can give you a better idea into basically the other, um, your total androgen pool. If you can get a hold of some other tests as well, I would include androstene dial and then some of the 5-alpha reduced steroids like the 3-alpha and the 3-beta dial, which is metabolite from DHD. But they are like more niche tests. You can't necessarily just find everywhere. So I didn't include them in this list. All right, guys, so I hope this was helpful. As you can see, free testosterone is more likely or at least a bioavailable testosterone is more likely to decrease with age. So you want to make sure you eat enough calories, digest it sufficiently so you can absorb the micronutrients, and then make sure your adrenal function stays healthy as you age. And if your DHEA is going down, really pay attention to that. Maybe supplement some DHEA in combination with androsterone. So androsterone is a 5-alpha reduced metabolite of DHEA, and they synergistically work together to make you more androgenic and can help to increase your bioavailable testosterone. And I do like using a topical DHEA product because more 5-alpha reductase, more of these, uh, more will be converted into the 5-alpha um, uh, reduced steroids, increasing the total androgen pool. 
Anyway, so have a look at those and I hope this video is helpful and insightful in giving you an idea into why you're not feeling good despite your testosterone being normal. All right, guys, and uh, if you found it insightful, please share it with other people and I will really appreciate that and I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.